Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. I'm Shark. And this is the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest storm room buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we? No, I guess not. (laughs) I mean, I know where it is. I could tell everybody. A bit more enthusiasm with this, please. (laughs) We're meant to be rolling this around and getting people people want to listen to this. And you guys are like, you know, you're reading a newspaper and you're scratching yourself. I mean, Uh, really, is this this what we want to put forward? You know I can't read, so don't don't lie to the listeners. All right, okay. we're, we're We're desperate for more listeners, which is why we've brought... The shark back in. Yeah, on, on it. he's now he's now here. Scrappy do. I gotta on, start on pumping it. I think a little bit more. That is my fault. Yeah, I haven't been. Um, he's retweeting he's, it too much. You he's know? he's back on it on, on a casual semi permanent. Uh, <laughs> Scrappy do. Yeah. What was the, what indep- was the alien that came on the Flintstones? Yeah, no, no, I'll get to that. Oh. He's 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 an independent contractor. What we're trying to say is, yeah, the show is officially. I mentioned it before. Jump the shark. It's we've reached the stage where a TV series has been running for a while, mm-hmm. and it starts to grow stale. It does, and and you know you have to bring a new younger. Yep, <laughs> he is. He doesn't look younger, but he's had a rough life. He, he apparently, he's younger. One, he's, you know? He reckons he's younger. Uh, a younger, cute character. He's definitely cute. Um, a la when Fonz was starting to get a bit old and creepy, mm. they brought in Chachi. Chachi, yeah. Uh, Scoob- which Scooby- one of us is the Fonz? Yeah, Scooby. Is it Scooby- me or you? Scooby was. Yeah, you're Richie Cunningham. I'm the Fonz. Um, <laughs> I think that's very accurate. Yeah. What was Fonzie. the name, yeah. was the name of the, the Cunningham brother who went up the stairs in the first episode? Was never seen. Yeah, again. I know it's weird. Uh, I, I read about that. It's the first season. This anyway, yeah, first season went upstairs. Scooby Doo brought in Scrappy Doo. Mm. And of course, do you remember? Did you ever watch the New Adventures of Batman? That cartoon on Saturday morning. They brought in Batmite. No. Was anyway. Batman a cat? No, no. Nah, he, was a, he was a bat. He was a bat. Why would he? Why would Batman? Because be I had a friend cat. who had a cat yeah. named Batman. I was like, oh, well, that's a funny name for a cat, and I yeah. never asked him. About okay, it. okay. Look, look. We're but, meant to be talking about football here. Uh, closer to home, bring it back to football. It actually reminds me of when uh, the NRL brought in some like cute little mascots. Remember when they brought in Victor Junior? Oh yes. Yeah, they. they someone, some marketing genius at the NRL decided they needed to have these new. Uh, improved, cuter versions of um, the mascots to appeal to a younger audience. And they had Victor Jr., who was this sort of guy that was in this giant um, sort of foam foam suit that could barely move. It wasn't a kid. Oh, I don't oh know. who knows? They were only ever seen once. I mean, I know yeah. the identity of Victor and... and um, I think everyone knows Victor, right? Like that. Yeah, 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 but... yeah, that's not like a hidden thing. Right? No. No, no. There, were, there was a time there, though, when there were like you go to a game at uh, Canberra Stadium there were like 20 mascots mm. there was oh, like the, the outside. There, were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was like a dog from some pet store yeah, yeah, there was the things. waves the waves car wash guy oh, yeah, you there, was, that. there was like 20 of them it was out of control they all had a race one time anyway we're brought to you with the dubious support of the Greenhouse the Canberra Raiders number one fan forum on the internet get online and get engaging as well as with the cash money sponsorship of Landspeed Records come in and get your LPs your CDs your clothing your paraphernalia of all varieties to do with music from people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do and if you're listening to this podcast my bet is that you love the Canberra Raiders wouldn't you say? I would hope so yeah otherwise (laughs) you're very very strange you're a weirdo okay look it's always come hard to come on after a loss, really, isn't it? Yeah, I hate uh, any forms of sports media after a loss. I just kind of go blackout, you know. We well, there was a while when we weren't. I mean, 
we should say we weren't on last week. We're back this week. No. Um, school holiday commitments. Uh, we've all got kids. We couldn't get it together, unfortunately. But um, there was a while there when we used to be sort of a less than weekly show. There was. When we first started, we, we seemed to only come on after losses. Yeah. I mean, we started in 2015. 20... 15, 16. The podcast? Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been going that long. I, I, think we started, I think we started in 2018, which wasn't a great season. No, it wasn't. I didn't want to do it anyway. So, I yeah. mean, I don't expect me to remember <laughs> when it was. It seems like it's been going on and on and on and on, just like this freaking intro. Yeah. But, okay, the highest spot out of the Panthers lost, I think uh, Hudson Young gets the the uh, Blake and the Pork land speed uh, man of the match twenty dollar voucher. I think that the evolution of Hudson Young, um, especially this season, has been stunning. And that you know, a couple of years ago, or well, last year, apart from all his suspensions and everything else, um, he was fighting for a spot on the bench. Yeah. And now he's he's a regular starter. I'd say he's one of the first players picked. Mm. I mm. mean, he's you know fast. He's dynamic. He's explosive. Um, I think. He had a good game uh, against um, the Panthers. He had a big task in um, shutting down Kickow. Mm. I think for the most part, you know, except for that one time where Kickow got away from him and made yep. a bit of a break. It's a good run um, too. He, yeah, he did. He did a pretty good job. I mean, I, going into the game against the Panthers, Kickow was the, was the player I feared the most. But in the end, you know, it was the rest of the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Sort of did more damage to the kick. I mean, Kickow did quite a lot of damage to us in other ways. Yeah, he did. He and did. he did did feature in the game quite prominently, but yeah, I don't think he he wasn't the focus of their attack. I thought he was. So yeah, Hudson Young, worthy winner of the the voucher. Yeah, no, I think he he was pretty good. But um, I mean, the worst thing that happened in the game was CNK is out uh, for around two months. They're saying failing in HIA, he's got a uh, a bulging disc in his mm. neck. That's, uh, have they said that they're going to um, do surgery yet? No, what's this thing? They waited. The, they're waiting the to specialists see if it comes will decide. Down. Uh, if he has surgery, he's out for six to twelve weeks. Mm. If he is able to just rehab it without the surgery, which is the preferable preferential option, yeah, it's more like three to six weeks. But you don't you don't want to have any kind of surgery on no. your spine or your neck or your back um, unless you absolutely have to, mm. because once people start having um, one surgery to those areas, they tend to end up having multiple surgeries, and next thing you know, you got a fused neck and. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to see him playing in a sort of a sort of a um a, a, a what's a Brent Tate Brent Tate sort of like John Asiata had one early in the year, but he's he's lost it again. But yeah, you don't have a. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. But um, I was of the impression it was the kick out swinging arm that got him, but it appears it actually was the Yo reverse crusher that got. That's him. what they said. Now I, I find don't it think, hard I don't to believe think... that Isaiah Yo would actually go around trying to damage anyone. He's just not that sort of guy. So no. we just got to put that one down to an mm-hmm. accident. Um, but the, I don't, kick out I don't swing think... arm should have there should have been more from that in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, well, I mean but... that was that was if if Kikau had gone to the bin, then we could have actually used the eighteenth man and that would have been very useful. But I think the thing that we really saw with CNK going off and you know, we were totally thrown out of whack and yeah. when you got second rowers coming on and defending mm-hmm. at centre and yeah. then you've got someone like um Saliva Havili who laterally is not that great coming on playing back row again as he yep. did against the Warriors yep. that's problematic as well I think what we've really seen uh, in this game and the game against the Warriors is that um, especially with the, the up-tempo new rules if you got players out and you're making positional changes it's very hard to um, yep. to adapt and, and hold a team out well I think we need a, a back on the bench just for a starter 
I think that's something that's becoming more more and more apparent. And it does need to be someone, I think, who can at a pinch go into the forward rotation, but really needs to be someone who can cover wings and centres and full-back spots. Um, I think Jordan Rappiner was the right person to put back at full-back. Um, but you disagree, <laughs> No, I mean, I do. It was the right, like, snap decision, but, you know... At halftime... We watched that game and yeah, <laughs> at, have a different at, idea. About at halftime, after watching... Raps who tried his guts out. He, he, he always, he always tries He was playing hero ball, and that always yeah. goes either one or two ways. It's never like a medium, yeah. rare but state. But at, at halftime, I was thinking... I like a medium rare state. I, so I was thinking, I. let's put um, let's put Starling a hooker, let's move Hodgson to the halves, and let's send Jack Whiten to fullback, because I thought maybe he was going to be a better option than... That's, a, that's a really... So I, know, I know Ricky's against robbing Peter to pay Paul. Well, that's that's the issue, isn't Yeah, it? it's too many that's people out of position, really. But you're talking about the bench. Um, at the start of, of the season, I was advocating for Starling to mm. be on the bench. Mm. Uh, if we And because of the, you know, what we expected, the new rules, and the, that, that pace through the middle, mm. you know, as, as the middles are tiring. Um, if we're going to have him on the bench, I think there needs to be a plan actually how we use him as opposed to waiting Starling. Till, yeah as yeah. opposed to waiting to the last mm-hmm. five minutes of the game and then sort of chuck him on then I don't know I, I think that's gonna that's probably gonna become more apparent this weekend because I, I cannot like just looking at the, the the team for this week I can't see the bench playing as it is now I'll be really surprised because at the moment we've got Starling at 14 Sutton at 15 don't see either of those changing we've got Gouler at 17 I think that's gonna be happening but then we've got Havili at um, 16 and I'll be very surprised if Sebastian Chris doesn't come off mm-hmm. the extended bench and go into that spot just for the the simple fact that we it's starting to say we need a cover for the backs he's also been put into the second row previously so he adds a lot more cover and his form has been good so you he know. got found out uh, a little bit I think defensively against um, the Panthers. I, watching the game at the time, I thought he had a pretty good game, but you watch it back. Mm. You know, it was, it's hard. It was very, he was under very a lot of pressure, but yeah. There was a lot of things that changed in that, but I think we need it back on the bench. But there was something that came out of the Panthers' loss that um, particularly annoyed me. In fact, you can say it ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And do you want to know what grinds my gears? Jerry Sutton blowing a penalty against the Raiders after Bill Kickow went down on Jordan Rappiner on the ground, a prone Jordan Rappiner, with a shoulder, smacked him yeah. in the head with it, and then continued to go on with the job when the player was clearly had any progress stopped, not that he had any at that stage. And then, because Hudson Young came in to remonstrate with that, not throwing any punches, not pushing, not causing anything, said he was the third man in, so he's going off. Third man in what? Third man in jumping on top of Jordan Rappin to rough him up. Third man in with a thing. And if he was, who was the second man in? It was, look, it was probably... Because Rappin was there, he wasn't in. So Kikau has to be the first man in. I didn't see a a second or a third. I just saw Kikau being a complete ass munch. Yeah, but I would say for Ass a, I would, that's I would, some serious so yeah. like Beavis and Butthead throwback. I like that. Well, it, yeah. it, it, I would say about Jordan Rappiner, right? He is not adverse to doing one of those hits I on people on the say ground. That, but so. it, it, no, it's it fine though. To? I feel like you could face palm somebody off you. They're on top of you, especially someone. No, the no, size no, no. Of that, I'm dude. saying, I'm saying Rappiner. If someone's on the ground, he'll oh yeah, he'll go but, and give him a shot. Yeah. But yeah, um, 
It was. It, it is weird because it basically is a shoulder charge, and you're not allowed to shoulder charge someone when they're standing up, but you can just you can do it on the ground. The ground. But it's the weird. thing is, he'd gone on with it, and he'd roughed the player up who was trying to get onto his feet to play it. It was clearly a a, a penalty to the Raiders, and well, he's come in and said, "Oh, this guy's been making trouble, going on with the thing. Oh, but you came in to try and stop it, so I'm going to give the penalty against your team." Well, Jerry Sutton, I have always hated you. I hate you more than ever. You're an ass clown. You're the guy who told Ben Cummins to turn around Which... the six again call. You're the guy. You and your mate Chris and Bernie, yeah, you're three brothers, made sure you're aligned with Tony Archer. Make no mistake. Yes, Jerry, you are one of the better refs. I will, in spite of this moment, I'll acknowledge that. But you're a jerk. That was a shocking call, and it changed the match, and it grinds my gears. It was a huge turning point in the game. We looked good. It was good. a massive turning point. And then the they went down and scored. The other, of course, um, big turning point was the Croker failing to put the ball down. I yeah, mean, that, 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 started, that started the uh, the deterioration, really. Yeah, because we started out, we were looking good. And we we were, looked awesome. And we were putting them under pressure, and they were, you know, they, was... were, they were wilting under pressure. One thing I thought that we would see at the start of the game, which we didn't really see, uh, and the... the the fact that Ryan James and um, CSOLO were both starting, I thought we would have a lot more pressure on Cleary, especially mm. when he was kicking, because mm-hmm. that was Melbourne Storm did so well in the grand final, and we didn't really seem to do that that well at all. Mm. Mm. No. Mm. Anyway, it was sad. I didn't like it. But that, that, that moment really ground my gears, because you come back into it, and yeah, CNK went off, really finished off the job, because it stuffed up our thing. But that was a massive turning point. That's a massive sliding doors point. If we get the, the penalty there as we're meant to, and I'd argue a, a sin bin for a shoulder charge to a player on the ground, that game changes complexion differently. Yep. We're talking a, a different game. Now, do you have anything that's... Uh, you, well, you don't want to go on the burst this week, apparently. <laughs> no, well, okay, but let, let, let's, from, let's go straight into out. our number one favourite favorite segment on the show, which is Ask Clown of the Week. <laughs> I like how it's spelled correctly here on this little sheet. It is, here. it is. ASS. This is yeah, now, it's, right. it's just occurred now, to me. Yeah. Now it just occurred to me why you wanted to bring this guy in. I yeah. didn't want to bring it's him in. It's because the only other person who backs your uh, Americanization of the term, ask clown. Hey, look, it's me and the internet, because if you Google it, it says North American slang right there, dog. So yeah, come don't, come, don't come at us like no, we're no, the no. weird pariahs. And, and just here. for example, you know, what? who taught us, you know, when we were kids how, how to read and how to spell? It was Sesame Street. It wasn't Doogle and the Magic yeah, Roundabout or, or Noddy and Bloody Big Ears but then when bagging up the gollywogs, then, for God's sake. Then what we, was that all about? Then when we got to school, our teachers and our parents had to actually say, um, just so you know, kids, Sesame Street's a great show, but it's actually Z, not Z. So we actually had to be corrected that not everything... I'm sorry, they were there teaching me the alphabet, and it's it's Z as far as I'm concerned. And whereas, you know, Dougal and the Magic Roundabout, what were they teaching me about? Take acid? Is that what that was all about? What about the famous five, lashings of ginger beer and hanging around, never seeing me go to school? They were teaching me nothing, but Sesame Street (laughs) taught me something. So they don't tell me that it's Americanization. They were here teaching me how to do stuff, while the Poms, what were they teaching me how? I'm editing most of this out. How to boil vegetables? I'm editing most of this out. Yeah. Well, I don't believe in Sesame Street either, because I think it's just a tool for the left liberal media. (laughs) You know, it's just teaching our kids about diversity and 
you know, like there is always that. That's very bad. You're right. Okay, but for right, our no, ask clown of the I week, I want to make this okay. Now that I got everyone here, I want to talk to you about this thing called QAnon. Have you guys heard about that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, ask clown of the week. Personally, <laughs> I've got. I've have you got... have you been talking to um, Eric Growth Junior on no, Twitter? I've not. Have you seen Have you seen Eric Growth Junior? <laughs> oh, he's gone fully. Yeah, he's down gone. Down yeah. Down. Well, him and uh, old mate from the Stone Roses, Ian Brown, oh, right. lost his mind. Yeah, like, total you. anti-vaxxer, yeah. like, big state, you know. Okay, I need to remind you again, this is about football here. Still, but that's what I'm this here for. Not... i got to bring in the outside world, you know. i got to bring in some, you know, talk about some music. Anyway, yeah, about... I blocked Eric Growth Jr. because he went full crazy. Yeah. But Stephen Crichton has to be the art clown of the week. Not only are you being just a complete wide boy jerk coming in um, and dragging Tarpanay, who's not even on the field, not even on the field, not even interchanged on, dragging him in when he wasn't doing anything or saying anything, you drag him in, you go on like a complete pork chop. I mean... Well, that was that was the Kenny Edwards move from three or four years ago. You were you drag in some poor poor bastard that's standing there <laughs> to, to celebrate your try. Remember that? Oh, but he, got, just... he actually got... I think he got a fine. Well, Stephen Crichton did get... Did get a fine. Yeah. $1,350. Yeah. It's pretty severe. Um, but my ass clown of the week is the NRL because they've come over the top and given the, the poor body Raiders physio, yeah. well, the Raiders club, a $10,000 fine. Yeah. Yeah. And my question, yeah. my question to Andrew Abdo and the, and the NRL is this. How much of a fine did the Roosters in the two, after the 2019 grand final get for Travis Toomer interfering with the play because... As opposed to the Raiders physio, who was not on the playing sur- surface, it was not. It was during a break in play, and all he did was put a hand on the player's shoulder, saying, "Hey, perhaps don't interfere with my player who I haven't interchanged on the field yet." Gets ten thousand dollar fine. Travis Toomer is on the field of play when he shouldn't have been. Actively gets involved with the play that he shouldn't have been. Affects the result of the game that he shouldn't be. But he didn't get a ten thousand dollar fine. Where's your standard on that one, people? Yeah. Where's your stand? All, all on that, that said, though, if you're a Raiders trainer, you shouldn't be, in, and your name's not Brett White. I don't think you should be yeah. getting involved in any melees. <laughs> oh, yeah, Brett that, White is get in there. So we, <laughs> no, that was a stupid thing to do. But at the same time, and Andrew Abdo can't say, "Oh, that was before my time," because he was the chief operating officer when that happened. So it comes down to that shit. So yeah, I'll back your ass clown of the week there. Shark, who's yours? Uh, my ass clown of the week is uh, all the Penrith fans that gave Raiders fans that I know at the game a lot of stick afterwards. They're really bad winners, apparently. Everyone that I know that went to the game was like, oh my God, it was like actually malicious walking out of there. You know how I talk about how I don't really see a lot of that in the NRL. Apparently, it was pretty rife Friday yeah, night. Yeah, well, Friday night as well. A big night, a later kickoff. Still. A later kickoff, and yeah, I'd say there was a fair few, um, so, few uh, uh, whatever yeah. they drink out there. Bourbon and Cokes had been consumed. Oh, yeah, methylated spirits. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, isopropyl. Yeah, whatever. So, yes, I don't know. I'm done. But I didn't have a problem with them mocking the the, the Viking clap. That's fine. That's cool. I'd love to do that. In the last five minutes, you know. Good on you. I'd do it too. too, as, As they say in The Sopranos, to the victors, Go the spoils. That's yeah. correct. And um, if, if the roles were reversed and it was something we were mocking, something that they did, we would all think it was fantastic. So you oh, can't then be turn around and be all morally no. outraged and butthurt about something like no, that. No, but going on when you've had a match I, like I, that I've and, seen, and harassing seen the actual supporters at the yeah, game. Yeah, it was, it was all outside shit. the ground. It was yeah. all like, you know, kind of uh, riff Well, Penrith is pretty rough, man. Penrith is pretty yeah, rough. Yeah, I know. Um, the first game I ever went to was Penrith. So, I mean, yeah. I, know what, I know what the deal is up there. It's like Tennessee. It does look like Tennessee. Heads up. If you haven't been there, Penrith looks just like the outskirts of Memphis. You know, it's rough. Without the good music. Yeah, exactly. Without Sun Studios. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so 
they're my ass clown of the week, all of them. And I'm gonna, you know, I'll hand out some noogies next time you come up here if we ever get a home game against them again. Well, that's it's been the really, how long has it been for real? That's the really disappointing thing. Um, that, that you know, oh, no, this is don't have up, to leave Sydney. They this never is, do. This is set up. Well, they've normally that normally they'd take up their games well, yeah, against us to the country. Sort of, yeah, but share. The disappointing thing is it's the rivalry's now set up that it would have been such a great return match. And look, we may pay, play them in the finals, but we may not. Yeah, and it's mm. not going to be here if we play them in the finals. No, exactly. There's no way it's going to be here. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Uh, the team's um, fortunes and um, form lines would have to be you know, very much reversed for us yes. to, to finish ahead of the Panthers. Yeah, and get a prelim here. Yeah. Do you know the last time Penrith have played away from home was in round 19 last year That's on insane. Friday the 18th of September. And they, they played play? away at um, North Queensland was where they went away. And then in round 17, they played away at the Broncos. Okay, anyway, enough about Penrith. Yeah. Let's talk about the game Screw against, against uh, Parramatta, which is coming up this weekend. A massive, massive game. A massive game. A big turning point. There's a big difference between being 4-2 and two and 3-3 uh, three and three if we go down oh, this yeah, one. Oh, yeah, massive, yep. massive uh, difference. Panthers, I mean, Panthers. Eels coming off a loss against the Dragons is pr- pretty much the worst thing oh, yeah, that dreadful. could have happened to and, us. And a shocking loss, too. A shocking loss. They shouldn't have lost that match, yeah. but they were never in it. No. Do you know the last time that Parramatta... I mean, again, there were a couple of years when they, they didn't come here, but generally they've played here most years. Last time they actually won in Canberra was 2006. Yep. It was wow. the, uh, what? Brian Smith era. And uh, Todd Carney was the only one to score, I think. That whole yeah. Game. Yeah. Good. Yeah. See? Yep. And then I think... That the, Bring some knowledge there. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. 2006, you, yeah. You've been on Wikipedia before you came uh, on the show. Well, no, I Did think I just, research, I just read... We don't uh, like your type in this research. <laughs> i got a few friends that are journalists, and, uh, you know, they send me text messages right. every now and then. Sometimes I read right. them, so that's what I bring into the table, I thought boys. you said you couldn't read. Uh, well, you know. A few friends that are journalists like the pork. Mm. Mm. Are you a journalist or broadcaster? Yeah, what... Are you still right for the raw? I do. Okay. I do. Okay, let's move on. Anyway, so yeah. um, the game. I think, yeah, where, technically what are, I'm a journalist, yeah. Where, 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 no, didn't, well, anyway. Um, um, we've got an extra day turnaround. This is the first time we're playing a side with an extra day turnaround for the longest time I can possibly remember. So we took on Penrith with uh, two days less than they'd had in turnaround time. But now the Eels played a day after us. They're coming down here. So we oh, actually yeah. have the advantage of an extra day turnaround. Mm-hmm. That well, never happens. eight days. That's huge. Yeah, but yeah. then next week, we have we host. Uh, no, next week we go to uh, we, we go, go to North to Queensland, but then then we come home and have on a like five day turnaround with the biggest days, travel yeah. there is against a side that's had eight days. So you know, South will probably touch us up on that one there. But yeah. we've got an extra day. But the Eels are wounded. Uh, they have beaten the Storm well, but their other form has been patchy. And the Dragons' loss that was embarrassing. It that well, was really the dragons, poor. The Dragons, the Dragons are all have been looking great this year, but still, you don't do that. Like you don't let the first team. To come into Bank West and beat you, be the Dragons. Mm. Yes, the Dragons are on fire right now, but still, you got to defend your home. That's like a, that was an awesome Mind streak the, going on, you know. But the Dragons have gone out of their way to stop that streak by bringing Josh Maguire down. So <laughs> that's fantastic on their part. It, you know, the team was looking good, so let's introduce cancer. Yeah, the actual biggest grub in the NRL. Yeah, just ah oh, no, Jerome Luai. As I said at the start of the season, I'm still maintaining that. Is the uh, grub. What what does he do? There's a grub. He's just an obnoxious celebrator. He is obnoxious, but he's a great no, player. He, Stamped on Cody Nicarima's head. Oh, come on. We, yeah, who hasn't wanted a stamp on Co- Cody Nicarima's head from one at a time? You know, we've all wanted to do it. Dylan Brown's out, though, yeah, and uh, Will Smith is in. Um, so the defence will be roughly the same in 5-8 for them, but the attack will be slightly worse because Dylan Brown 
has really Ryan improved Madison's the last couple of years. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and what, Papa Lee goes out for that, right? Is that what it is? Papa Lee, he's gone onto the bench. Yeah, okay, yeah. so he's on, okay. So he's, sorry, he's still on the side. He's still in the side, but he's on the bench, and he's been weird. playing a good football. It's weird, a week ago, there was talk on Twitter that Ryan Madison um, was going to have to retire, or potentially facing retirement from the concussion as well. Concussion, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's is... going to be wobbly. And he's like, also, he's kind of just a twerp. Yeah, he's he... not He's not a beloved person. No. He's like Ivan Drago. I play for me! For me! Very much like Josh Maguire. Maybe they yeah. should they should form a team of you know individuals because they'd be in that one. But their pack's pretty good. Paulo, Marnie. Um, Reed Marnie's a wide boy and he's a troublemaker, but he's good. Yeah, he's I really rate him. Good. And he's, he's up for it. Campbell Gillard is back to form. Yep. Ryan Madison, we know his quality. Sean Lane's an interesting one. Yeah, he's up and down. I mean, some week he looks, you know, yeah. you know like he's God's gift of football. And then other weeks, you don't even notice he's yeah. on the field. Like, he's like just completely... In the bush. You and know? they should take more advantage of his height for kicks. I don't think they do enough. And we've got Nathan Brown at uh, Lock, who's, you know, you never, he's, he's Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> oh, there. no, you know, he's, he's, sometimes he's going to stomp, he's sometimes he's going to be brilliant. You know, you just no, don't he's know. And he does that out the back. He does. He's ball playing lock, which may be what we need, but anyway. Well, we've got... Uh, I'm very happy oh, we with that at the oh, moment. No. But you've got Mitchell Moses in the halves, Will Smith, and you've got Nick Yora and, uh, Tom Opachik. Now, has anyone seen him play? Has anyone actually? No. Yeah, he came down from the Bronx and he's went. Then he went to North Queensland. Now he's come yeah. back down. He's okay and he's holding his spot. But do you think if if Michael Jennings hadn't been booted out of the comp that he'd actually be playing? I question it. You got Mike Acevo on one wing, who let's face it is bloody good. And you got Blake Ferguson on the other wing, who back to form. Yeah, him and form. him and Jack Ferguson, uh, Jack uh, White, and will probably be reacquainting. Well, they're good mates. They're but, former housemates. Oh yeah, they're fantastic mates. Yeah. That's why they fight. And then you got King Gutho at the back, who all of a sudden's lost his luster, and people haven't go at him. Well, just because he's got top knot doesn't mean he's still not a good player. He is on the bench. We got Oregon Confuci. Um, who's been playing good football. We got Isaiah Papali'i. Oh, he's um, been the buy of the year. Yeah. Just playing fantastic football. You've got Keenan Hipgrave, who has done pretty well because he was a little bit loose when he was at the Titans, but he's calmed that right no, down. he's a good player. And then you got Bryce Cartwright yeah, in 17. Yeah, he's back. Let's discuss, people. Bryce. What do we think? Well, when he, when he started the Panthers, mm. uh, and he, I remember a couple of games he actually played down in Canberra. Yeah. Defensively, he was never great, but God, he was a weapon. He was a weapon attack. attack, but defensively, and that's where he was always targeted. And as a result, he lost his confidence. He was always on the back foot. I haven't seen a whole lot to change my view. No, I think I don't think offensively is as, as good as as he was, but um, defensively, I think he's still. I think he'll still. The mm. Raiders will still try and target him. I would. The yeah. other thing I think the Raiders will try and do. Um, is not kick to Gutherson at all, yep. but always kick to Sivo or Ferguson because you want them taking that first run off the kick. The last thing you want is them taking that second, yep. that second tackle run because that's where they're so yeah. devastating and so, yeah. so many yards. So I, I think it was it last year that we kicked to Ferguson, we bombed just Ferguson constantly, yep. and um, ended up but he plastering his. No, it was his, the year that was, that was 2019. That was the 19 0 win at home. Yeah, right. Yeah. It made his, his nose even worse. Oh my God. It's yeah, it so like, bad now. It's a, it was like yeah, a speaking, money of, speaking of bad noses, I always thought that Cooper Cronk would, once he finished playing, would get his nose fixed. He but hasn't. He's stayed no. true to that schnoz, <laughs> hasn't he? It's amazing. So the Raiders pack Soliola, Hodgson, Papali'i, uh, Whitehead, Young, and Tarpanay. Um, that's a great pack. I'm happy with that. That's going to be very competitive against the Parramatta. In the halves, we've got George Williams and Jack White, and no need to change that. 
Um, I think we've got a slight edge in the halves there. Curtis Scott's back. Um, Jared Croker in the centre. Simonson on one. Jared Croker controversially retains his spot. For God's sake. <laughs> oh, no. Just They're let really going to summon the horse at the greenhouse now. Just, they really are. Just let like that the one worst go. of the worst. I actually saw... Just, how about you get Tuxy really offside and say you should yep. go onto the wing? <laughs> no, well, he, um, looked, he, what he scored about. a great try on the wing. Yeah, he, he did. Looked good. But... He looked good. And you have been advocating for him to be on the wing before. We both of us not, had it at various times. Not in public. Both of us <laughs> never in public. I oh, never said it in public. Advocated edit this out. No, he won't edit that out. He'll only edit out the stuff he wants to Someone, Someone... Might have once sent a text to someone suggesting, and mm. they got they got a reply. Yeah, perhaps yeah. someone might have. <laughs> Did you text Tuxy? I know Tuxy. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. This is definitely getting edited out. Oh, definitely, definitely getting edited out. Come on, let's talk about this. If you want to no, get those listeners no, up, man, no, you no, gotta no. tick it up. But I'll anyway. just quote an unnamed source. Tim, just remember, you're inside the tent, pissing out, not outside the tent, pissing <laughs> yeah. in. Oh, well, uh, I like the. Uh, Anyway, I had at various times advocated potentially that that Jared Crocker should go on go on the wing. <laughs> it's Crocker. But, <laughs> yeah. but I'm also the same person that many years ago thought that um, Josh McCrone might be a good idea to give him a try at hooker, and that's I, 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 but I backed you on that one. You may recall. Um, but you got Jordan Rafner on the wing, who'll be happy to be back there, and we've got Young Aikens at fullback. Now I've watched him in the New South Wales Cup. I reckon he's good. Yeah, I reckon he's I been too. a good buy. He's a man. Like, like he's ready. He's up for it. He, I think, our only risk here is he tries too hard. Um, but no, I, I think, think he's going to be I very think he'll, good. I think he'll be given uh, instructions to play a CNK like role. Mm-hmm. Well, they have um, like a very similar game. Yeah, don't they? that's mm-hmm. what everyone yeah. says. He won't but he's try hard, and overplay his fast, hand. and he's strong. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I love our CNK. I wish he was still there, but I think Aikens was has yeah. been a really prudent buy, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him. And he also can go into the halves because that's what he does at halftime yeah. for reserve grade. Mm. Yeah, they they swap him and Adam Cook at halftime. So if anything goes wrong there, you know, yeah, it's another well, uh, and that's contingency. A, I think we've we've taken. The safest option. Yeah, yeah I think it's a, that's the best option. Because, Instead of like shuffling like yeah, eighty different positions exactly. to go with the one sure yeah, thing. I mean, exactly. that sure thing. That's what know. he's bought for. He's bought to be the fullback, and he's coming yeah. in, and that's the way it goes. On the bench, we've got Tom Starling and Ryan Sutton, uh, fourteen and fifteen. Then we've got Saliva Havili at sixteen, and we've got Emre Guler at seventeen. I will be stunned if we don't see um, Sebastian Chris come off the extended bench in place of Havili this week. That that would be or Starling. Or Starling, but I, I, if he comes if he comes on at the expense of Emery Gula, I'll be very disappointed. I think like Gula's got to get a run. Like I say, I'm all for um, Starling being on the bench with the theory that you bring him on and he's fast and you know we, we know what he can do and he can go through the middle and all the rest of it. Um, but there needs to be a better plan than bring him on for the last five minutes of the game. If well, you're going to have him on the bench, there yeah. needs to be a plan how to how to use him. He's yeah. like that NBA sixth man. You know, like, like the guy comes off instant offense. The sixth man. You know, like the, <laughs> the sixth man of the year is like the best bench player. Okay, right. I have no idea. So like at. a guy like Lou Williams, anyone who likes the, the NBA. He played for the Sixers and the Clippers. Come on, boys. What's this guy talking about? <laughs> All right, listen. I'm bringing some serious knowledge here. And you're going to want to listen. No, but they gotta they got to use them it, like it's that. It's like his lips are moving and words coming out, but I don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> you jingo bastards. You, you said this was a good got, idea. I thought you guys no, had, it was your idea. It I thought you guys had cable. Come on, yeah. don't pretend. You're, you're basically American. 
Well, yes. So there you go. I know younger people are into these American sports. Yeah. But to me, it's just irrelevant. I, I, I watch the American football, the NFL. Yeah. I like the NFL. You guys but... might want to read my mimeograph about the NBA. No, Fuck come on. Okay. Well, you definitely, okay, anyway, you definitely so we'll, cut this we'll, bit we'll, out. We'll, this is yeah. dreadful. <laughs> I think we should review our, yeah. our shark policy going forward. Right. Right? But listen, yes, he does need to be... There needs to be a better plan for him. I agree. Oh, yeah. certainly. No, no, I think more game like, time. But... Um, We've got Chris Scott, uh, Chris, Sebastian Chris is out with Scott back. We've got yeah. Ryan James has been dropped with Emre Gula coming back in. And Aikens, who's played 12 games already, in for CNK. But I really think there's a good chance we'll see Chris come in for Avili. And this gives us a very good point to talk about the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Do you want me to do Where's uh, your theme song for that? You, uh, we talked yeah, about it. I can do it at home if you want. Can yeah. you? Because if, if our mate, our dude, is not going to do one. Yeah, Dennis. We, you, yeah. We've been looking for more fills. What's you up, know. Dennis? Come on, what's going on? And you, you were going to send me songs for us to play each week and you haven't done that and I can't get you on the phone anymore. It's like, you know, you don't know me anymore. It's like, oh, yeah. Look, so, if he want, like, you know, he's got some competition in me now, you know. I got recognized at my son's soccer training last night. That was awesome. Recognized? Yeah. Is that like a that word's now? a good word. <laughs> it's a ridiculous term. Is that a recognized? Uh, so, okay. yeah, watch out, Dennis. But the extended bench. Okay, so we've got Sebastian Chris. We've got Matt Frawley up. (laughs) And with Sam Williams coming off now, I think that's so Sam Williams can actually play. So Matt Frawley's coming up up from that. We've got CHN um, on the bench, on the extended bench, and Dynamis Louie on the extended bench. Have we we punished CHN enough? Because all of a sudden, I'm thinking he needs to be in the 17 somewhere. Because... um, Well, maybe he he will. He adds... can play in the centers and he can play back row and he adds more versatility. Mm. Anyway, it was thanks to HN because it's Corey Hadawida Nida, yeah. is how we say it now. But I do have a thing if it's not Chris coming in to replace Havili, it might just be because young Mr. Hodgson, our Joshua, may not have quite repaired after that hip, and we might be seeing Havili going into nine. And then Chris coming up off the bench, and that might be the way it goes. And I'll tell you one thing. I'll, I'll tell you one thing I know about Josh Hodgson. It pretty much takes uh, ACL to keep him out, mm. because there have been numerous times early in his career when he'd hobble off the field, and you get that say he'd be out for two to three weeks, mm. and he'd always be turning up again the next week. Yeah, I know. He's very yeah, tough. He's tough. very durable. Yeah, I know. He's very tough and very durable. And 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 one of the things I want to—it's not to grind my gear or ask clan of the week—but please, for God's sake. People on notice boards saying that Josh Hodgson is the problem? Yeah, that's not You know nothing of rugby league if you think he's the problem. There's been three times I've been there when he's been injured and I've literally seen the opposition bench and coaches go up and cheer like they've won the match because he is that important to us. He is the number one. They do the planning for Josh Hodgson because he is the man and they know it. The fact that you don't know it isn't the worst thing in the world, but for God's sake, anyone who's piling on Josh Hodgson right now saying that other people should be our starting nine, really, really, just understand that you don't understand on this one and you're completely wrong. Yeah. No, the no. extended bench for Parramatta, Joey Lussick, he's had two games, of the famous Lussick family. Yeah, right. So we got the Darsick and we got the Freddie and the Joey. And Hayes we, Dunster. And we got one, Hayes one Dunster. One of the best names in the That's era. incredible. It's, that sounds like a, a beer. It's, <laughs> it's a fantastic name. He's played one game. Now, Wiramu Greg, Greg, has come down. He's the big signing that they've stolen away from North Queensland Cowboys. He's got no games so far, but he is touted as the big noise. He's like the new Villamite Kickow, the right. one that's been stolen out from under North right. Queensland's nose to come down and play. Don't be surprised if he 
doesn't get substituted in this match because this bloke apparently is a weapon. Yeah, right. Big, fast, front rower, knows no fear. Could be the next Licky Licky. Um, and then we've got Jordan Rankin, who incidentally was where uh, someone who was playing started his football with Jordan Rapiner. I used to get Jordan Rapiner and Jordan Rankin confused, confused all, the, all time, the time, but then I realised Jordan Rapiner is a much better player. And Jordan Rankin is a journeyman who's been to England backwards and forwards multiple times. And but he's got wasn't very good, wasn't very good at the West Tigers and various other clubs. Well, now you've got to give the extended bench to the Raiders there. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. Now, but we do have a listener of the week, and we got a brilliant review coming in on iTunes. Um, yeah, get on there, people. Um, give us a review, a rating. Because uh, two people have given us a one-star rating. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite sure what that was about. I, I think Almost that, probably me. It might have been you. We got, we got two three-star ratings, and we got 18 five-star ratings. So get on there, give us a rating. So but, we've got overall... What's our overall average... Four, four and a half, yeah. But the title of our our listener of the week goes to the OG Bleeding Green, and his title for his review is "He's from Wollongong, He's a Bogan." He gives us a three star rating here, but he, and I quote: "Are you serious? Clearly, you have no idea about bogans. The only bad side to Wollongong is the dragons. Apart from that, you have a barely bearable podcast, more bearable than the fourth best Raiders podcast. We're not quite sure who that is, but you know." <laughs> Much better. They ramble on with so much junk and their podcast goes on for way too long. It's only my OCD of having to finish what I start that causes me to last till the end. Although the amount of times I nearly die from falling asleep while at the wheel listening to them should really raise alarm bells. Now, I think he's not talking about us there, yeah, but yeah. I'm not sure who he's talking about. What's with your... goes on a really long time. Now, well, he, I mean, ca- now he goes in and attacks me personally. <laughs> What's with your stupid jingles? <laughs> Dennis Carnahan hasn't written it and made us the new ones. They suck. They are so bad, they make me wish I would fall asleep while driving. <laughs> Apart from the step issues above, oh, and you put too much emphasis on the extended bench. So I'll those things are shy, should get you five stars, but unfortunately you insulted the whole of Wollongong. If I wasn't a Raiders tragic, that'd be enough for me to hit unsubscribe and ditch you. Bleed green. Well, I'll be honest with you. You know, I do agree with the extended bench part. I'm surprised we do spend so much time on that. I do like it because it's a it's a little outside the box. Well, that the the evolution of the extended bench was we used to go through the teams. Yeah, oh, it's a bit I of a joke. I mean, it's a bit yeah. of a joke. And then and Tim would always start listing the extended bench, and I was like, "Yep, why the hell are you going through the extended bench? Like, what is the point of this?" And then some people seemed to like it, and then we made it an actual theme, and yeah. then. That, same well, thing and it theme. just grew up the same. Well, I'm going to make the theme. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, yes, my little jingles do suck. But the OG Bleeding <laughs> Green, you are our listener of the Thank week. You. Keep listening. We love your commentary. Keep it coming in. Yes, we're aware we have many holes in our repertoire. But, you know, if you're still listening by this stage, you knew that already. Um, so now up to Lord Funkington Says. Canberra Raiders round six, the Parramatta Eels, man. The Eels had some of the greatest players of all time. Brett Kenny, Eric Groth, Senior not that moron junior uh sterlo i love peter sterling but that's all gone now what do they got now mitchell moses blake ferguson poor blake ferguson and clint gutherson who is a lovely you know he's got lovely hair that's all right i'll give him that uh Parramatta have that beautiful yellow and blue jersey yellow and blue jersey with some white shorts thrown in yellow blue and white that's the official colors of the australian capital territory my friends where this game is being played raiders by 56 but we have reasons to be cheerful, don't we, people? Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. 
So we are still three we? from five. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we're we still, do. We're still three from five. We're playing at home this weekend, and Aikens is actually a fullback. Shark, what reasons do you have? Uh, reasons to be cheerful. I mean, like, like you said, we got a very winnable game this week. I think Parramatta are... I don't know if this loss against the Dragons is going to spur them mm. to or like you know really oh, I'm push sure them. It will. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I feel really good about the Raiders this week. I think the Raiders are going to want to come out and and put their foot on something. Oh, it sounds like the shark of death to me. What do you think? There? Yeah, it might be. Well, let's see. I've never really made a big call like this before. Uh, Haven't you? Let's see. I say the Raiders win. Not just win. I think they win pretty easily. Is that right? I think they bash them around a little. Bit. Reasons to be cheerful. I won't actually be at the game this weekend. Mm. And for whatever reason, the Raiders usually go better if I'm not there. Well, we so. should probably try and get you banned from the, <laughs> from the ground. My friend Simon, who's up in uh, up on the Sunshine Coast, and uh, big ups to you, you bloody redneck. Um, <laughs> when he turns up the ground, we always lose, so he's actually been banned. So yeah. he's not allowed to actually yeah. come. Um, but yeah, there are reasons to be cheerful. But now we've uh, got to look at who's got to lift. Oh, beautiful. That was pretty go. good, yeah. yeah. It was. That was good. That was good. Yeah, there you go, OG. Bleeding green. I think. Yeah, um, it's Aikens. Aikens has to lift. Yep. Aikens has to come in and lift. There's no question about that. He's the guy who has to come in and lift. Oh, see, I'm going to go even further with my uh, prediction. I think Aikens steps Gutho out of his boots and scores. Oh, that'd be awesome. I think it's going to happen. I swear to you, it's the first game. You know, rookies always pull these weird, uh, you know, like uh, little tricks out of their hat. He's playing in the bubble, you know, so he's going to be feeling it. I put this out to uh, listeners on Twitter, who's going to lift, and um, for the most part, people said it was pretty much the whole team. <laughs> uh, I would say it's, it's pretty much the whole team, except for um, Hudson Young, who can do no wrong in my eyes. Mm-hmm. But um, also, we got another bit of feedback from actually Craig Norenberg's, mm. he of 30,000 Twitter followers, mm. in, former, formerly of, of... ABC Grandstand. And... And Capital 10. Sky News. Currently in New Zealand. He said oh, George Williams George Williams has to lift. And he said, which I kind of agreed to an extent, and the, but then he also said Josh Hodgson, which I don't agree with. But I mean, people have been critical of Josh Hodgson because they're saying that we're going too much, the crash play, too much through the middle. But where has our success come this season? Mm. Where have the tries been scored? Yep. I mean, I just think it's whether we like it or not, and I'm not a great lover of seeing tries just continually scored from crash plays, but seems to be the way we can score tries. If you go out wide too early, um, and that's what people are saying, he needs to give the ball to Haas more early. If if the door hasn't been banged in in the middle mm. first, you go wide too early, you see what happens. And we saw it in the Panthers game. Um, Williams is flat, and then he starts running back sideways back in, ends up running behind his own player, which happened yeah, not yeah, once yeah. but twice. twice. Yeah. So, Mind you, the second time, I, I actually thought the second one... Sorry, the was first a little bit one harsh. went through. I thought to myself, well... The tacklers had literally come through by that stage. Yeah. There wasn't really he any stopped. huge advantage. There wasn't a great advantage no. there, and they gave a penalty. The second one, positively, no questions, <laughs> but the first one I thought that was a bit harsh. Um, but you got any Blake Stradamus for us? Any Look, predictions oh, I've got for someone us? Else, I've got someone else who I, I think has to lift. <clears throat> Who's that? Um, and he's actually been left out of the team this week. He's been rested. Rested. Ryan James. Mm. He hasn't been great. I mean, there seems to be this general... It's funny how there's, like, in... NRL media and stuff someone puts out an idea and it just becomes gospel for like lazy ex-footballers mm. on who do commentary on podcasts and Fox everyone's Ryan James isn't he going great what a great signing he's been I don't think he's been that great I mean I had not huge expectations for him 
And look, mm. he came here on the cheap, and he's come off. You know, he's, there's a lot of reasons why he's you know, he's come back yep. from from two serious knees. But he's a long way off being the player that he was at the Titans. Yeah, yeah, but give him some time. Ago. Look, it's the beginning yeah. of the season. We're at the end of round five. You know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I don't think he has to lift. But it'd be well, great. He can't, if you, he can't yeah. even really physically lift this week because he's yeah. not even on the team. No, no, so. no, no. <laughs> no. but it'd be, it'd be great if he, if if he if he could improve. Yeah. I think it's just the respect that comes with being in the league that long too, and that rubs off on media members, you know. Yeah. So I mean, well, he's a good bloke. You know, yeah, he's a good dude. Oh, yeah. 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 Everyone awesome. seems to love him, so yeah. that's going to go a long way. I, yeah. I liked him as you used to ridicule for me. You just think anyone's <laughs> yeah. nice to me. No, when he was with the Titans, I yeah. liked him. I, right. He was just a really good bloke. Even with the hair, he was a good bloke. <laughs> you know, he, he was good value. But um, yeah, I'm. A, I don't care how we get the two points, ladder points this weekend against the Eels. I don't care just as long as we get the two points yeah. i don't care if it's scrubby or ugly i don't care hi alan sung here former canberra raiders captain and you know what i don't really listen to podcasts but if i did i'd probably listen to the third most popular canberra raiders one raiders review with blake and the pork here's a bold prediction for you it may not come true but in recent times, we've seen two former prodigal sons in Anthony Milford and Josh Dugan both been pretty much told by their clubs mm. they're not going to be their services will not be required mm. for season 2022. I predict that either one, if not both of them, will turn up next year wearing green, playing purely for the love of the game uh. on a on a Benji Marshall style contract. That's my bold prediction. I think it's more likely to be Milford than Dugan. I think people still really hate Duke. I still sort of really hate Duke. I mean, I oh, when he was crying out about it a few years ago, oh, everyone says, it's like, oh, well, do, Josh, if you want people to feel right. sorry for you, say sorry. I know. You're a jerk. Yeah, you acted like a jerk. And anyway. you can, you know, my fear, my thing is with Milf, he, 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 people say, oh, the prodigal son. No, no, the prodigal son went back to Melbourne for the prodigal dad who was sick, uh, back to Brisbane for the prodigal dad who was sick. And as far as I'm concerned, he made his choice. If he comes down here and plays for food, that, that's, a, that's a choice for Ricky and, and Peter Mulholland. But Josh Dugan? Really? <laughs> He's okay. Anyway, that's my prediction. I'd have Blake Ferguson back before I'd have Josh Dugan back. I'd have, I'd have all of them back. What a team. I want a Todd Carney to come back. Yeah, I sort of think. I, I, I think that would have been cool if Ty Carney came back. Whatever. I mean, like, the dude... I, yeah, the, the, thing, the thing about... Anyway... No, Whatever. I talked to Don Fernand Jr. about that, yeah. and he went, "Yeah, nah, no, never, I know, never, I know. ever going to happen." And it was the whole bubbler thing, Ricky, man. That's, no, that's no, that. there was something else. He didn't tell oh, me yeah. what it was. Oh yeah, okay. nah, no, no, but it never happened. Did you read his book? Look, Ricky, Ricky won. I read his book. Ricky is was it good? Terrible. Ricky wanted, <laughs> Ricky wanted him back. Jared Croker, the players wanted him back. Yeah. Um, the thing about Josh Dugan, I mean, sorry about um, about Todd Carney was that he was never a dick to his his teammates. Everyone liked him, and I think he would have been had value to the side the reason why they couldn't sign him is because as soon as they signed him they would have been people ringing up ABC Radio yeah. sending letters to the Canberra Times yeah. and they'd be, <laughs> be yeah. cancelling their memberships and it was yeah, not worth clutching the, pearls yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the positives would be vastly outweighed by the negatives yeah no and you had to see the look in Donnie Furniture yeah. in his eyes to understand that <laughs> anyway, it ain't never going to happen. Let's wrap this up. All right, you have been listening to the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders <laughs> Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And I'm Shark. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. That's good. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork.